Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three, ready to get right for the upcoming weekend of sports. Not just college football, not just pro football. We got the World Series, NBA, NHL, and beyond to get into. So let's jump right into it, shall we? By the way, goodbye Halloween for another year. Hello, Thanksgiving. Hello, Shecker season. Shecker season starts on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving and runs all the way through New Year's Eve because that is the time when you don't have to work nearly as much. It's okay if you show up hungover. In fact, you can drink during work hours. Uh, There's a lot of football on. And the man... You know, he's a, he's a little, he's got a little lilt in his step too. So anyway, welcome to the good times, the best two months on the calendar in, uh, in my opinion. And now there's Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, feeling good back from Seattle. He watched his, uh, his rags win on Tuesday night, one nothing against the Flyers. Congratulations, I guess. And greater congratulations, hardier ones for Kevin Hench, who watched his Boston Bruins go into Pittsburgh and leave with a, a uh, a stunning victory. Threat. That's their third win in I think like twenty years or something. When they trail by three goals in a game. What? Anyway, what's the poop? How are you, Hench? What? What are you? I had to go pick up my daughter uh, Tuesday night. What? Are, are you? You're kidding? The Bruins came back and won that <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, they did. They did. What? Uh, mm. No, it's funny. I was telling Spaghetti in our pre-production meeting that you missed. Mm, uh, sorry about how, that. How I was oddly confident down five two. I was like, "We're definitely." I knew, I knew they were going to blow it too. I felt the same thing. <laughs> we're better than these guys, uh, and so obviously, uh, Lynn Home with the three helpers to tie it, and then he goes into the box in OT. You're like, you're like, okay, well, obviously against these killing machines, you can't take a penalty in in OT. Uh, and have the four on three power play. And I and I was actually behind because I did have to pick up my daughter. So I knew the result, but I was just kind of enjoying it. And I'm like, oh, he must he must pop out of the penalty box and score on a breakaway. Like I'm like, no, no. 200 foot, 200 yeah. foot, <laughs> no one untouched. Bergeron wins the face off and he just lugs it the length of the ice. So uh, pretty, pretty good. And uh Yeah. Well, you know, well, listen, the good news is for Pittsburgh sports fans listening right now, the Steelers are not playing this weekend. So uh, that's that's about as good a news as I can uh, as I can mount for you. Better days for Boston sports fans, for New York sports fans, Philly sports fans. I guess let's start there very quickly as we jump into our goat and goats of the week. And then we got to give you our best bets. The game of the 2022 college football season upcoming. I know we can say that probably every week or three, but this one really is fantastic. Tennessee, number one now at Georgia. Georgia, what's the latest number now, Spaghetti? I saw it at eight and a half. Has it dropped any further? We had a great show with Andy Staples, one of the great voices in college football out there. He really dug deep on that game and how he thinks it's going to go. Go back and listen to the most recent minus three as soon as you're finished listening to this one. Um, But I was a little surprised by that number starting out at nine. and, um, And now it's down to eight and a half for the record. Spoiler alert, I'm on Georgia. I think that things like that do matter to eight now. Stud- down to eight. Hmm. Well, great. I think student athletes, especially the whole uh, no one outside this locker room believes in us and chip on the shoulder and disrespect. I think Georgia, the reigning national champs, I think if Kirby Smart is uh, something other than braid dead, he can probably tell those guys like, hey, nobody respects you. No, look at that. You dropped to number three. What's Tennessee ever done? They're in our house. I think George is going to win that game. Anyway, what do you think about the Phils and uh, and Strohs there, Hedge? Well, it's it's so delightful because if you're you know if if your team if you're a Red Sox fan and and your team was terrible and finished in last place and then you're just trying to salvage something from the season, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like forced to root for these evil Astros against the Yankees. Like, of course you have to root against the Yankees. And it's like, but that means you have to root for the Astros. And, you know, there's still a handful of guys 
from the from the troubles who are there still still coming up to bat. Uh, the cheaters <laughs> are still there, and so uh, to to have the Astros. I mean, look, this obviously was built in a lab for Red Sox fans. This whole postseason, right? Astros sweep the Yankees, but not before the Yankees are forced to watch highlights of the Red Sox comeback in 2004. It, I, it, it's like a dream. I don't know how it's – so then Yankees forced to watch highlights of the Red Sox, get swept anyway. That's glorious. Now we can bail on the Astros and, like all good citizens, hope they lose. And and the Phillies are fighting for all of us, right? The fight in Phils. Uh, so – we're recording this on Wednesday. They're up 2-1. Nola going against Javier. Feels slightly favored. Uh, you know, this could happen. I I mean, my enthusiasm is muted as somebody who, as you know, believes in um, postseasons that are based around merit. The Phillies shouldn't even be there, but I think that's trumped by the fact that I want to see the Astros lose. So good. And, and by the way, uh, for me to root for a Philadelphia sports team is also gross. I, I, I basically great. It'll make people in my family and and some distant friends feel happy. So so go Phils, I guess, and that's better than seeing well, the I mean, Astros. That is testament to how much we all hate the Astros, right? That you'll root for the you, and it's also better. It's also better if what you want. Obviously, we've taken care of the Yankee misery. Awesome, well done. Now, if you want maximum Astro misery, you do want them to lose to a team that had no business being in the playoffs because they guess they were barely over 500. Um, OK, let's get to let's get to goat and goats. But I, I do have to say one more thing, because Halloween has come and gone and I'm interested. I think I know where you lean, but I'm not positive to to uh, Halloween related issues. Give me your win play show. Traditional. Halloween candies. And don't give me the jive about like, oh, the vanilla one that's cinnamon spice. That's not a tradition. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that are made mass available in the jumbo size bags. What's what, what's what uh, fills your heart with song when you see your little girls bring it out and they dump it on the floor? Um, do they still do that, by the way? Uh, yeah. I mean, Gigi, you know, she organized it uh, on the counter. Um, she you know, surprised her giveaway pile. Usually you have to add, say you should add a little bit to the giveaway pile. Very generous giveaway mm, pile. She's nice. a delightful kid. But um, what was she? Uh, she was a fairy. Um, she had wings and a pink and yellow dress. Uh, and Halloween was incredible. It was a it was an all timer here in the neighborhood. Um, I mean Ed Begley Jr. handing your kid. Candy, you can't do that. I, mean, I, I should. I don't know that it was candy. Actually, it might. It might. Have He's been one of those Hollywood phonies, probably handing handing out that rainbow fentanyl. Who it knows? What's probably going a on. slip of paper that said that the planet will is will not be survivable by the time you're 15, little girl. <laughs> uh, all true, but uh, so I, you know, I'm I've obviously moved away from candy in my normal life, but I was always a big hundred thousand dollar bar uh, kid. And, uh, hmm. and and those pop up, the miniature ones pop up. Baby Ruth, you know, she's, you know, she's like discarding Baby Ruth. So I'm like, you're out of your mind. Boy, you, so far, you're 0 for 2. You have terrible taste in in uh, the mass-produced American candies. Actually. And yeah. then uh, and then I also, uh, I love the Twix. Um, okay. Is that okay? okay. <laughs> I guess. It's not great. It's not a great list, though. I'll tell you that much. Eddie Spaghetti, how say you? Twix. Hundred grand Butterfinger, boy, two terrible. Wow. What are you like, nerds or or, or those like chalky, yeah, chalky? Can't, no, come on, stinks. Hengel's nerds are good. Starburst are even better. Um, cherry, strawberry. You know, you can now get all red Starburst. You can get. I think it's a it's a strawberry, watermelon, cherry, fruit punch. Not a big fan of. Anyway. There are the the can I, I go by the way um, York peppermint patty, oh, so refreshing. I haven't had one in a long time I, until uh, the other night. My bad goat. If we talk about candy for five more effing seconds, I mean, all right. I mean, I have to be mean about it. 
creep. Dress up next year for Halloween. Why don't you dress up as a jerk? Actually, you can just go yourself year, to man. do that. That's every year. By the All way, right, fine, the fine, way. fine yeah. fun guy. Let's go into it. Let's go right. and go. Start us off there. Kevin Hench, take it away. Well, you know, so, fun so police. The, the, the good goat is never, you know, it's never as fun as, as maybe this is the problem with society. It's like I look forward to my bad goats. It's so fun. But I'm like, oh, I got to say mm. something nice first, you know. And it is wild when people start talking about the McCaffrey-Shanahan connection, how far it goes back, and like the old man, Ed McCaffrey, and the and his old man, and then the Bay Area and Stanford, and you're like, why hasn't you're like why isn't this marriage already happened? So it's like something that makes total sense actually happening. And when you're in the win now mode, there is no overpaying. You're trying to win this season. Those draft picks are not for this season. So the fact that the Shanahan-McCaffrey reunion of sorts, the family reunion, and then just watching that guy personally destroy my my fantasy team, uh, that's that's a pretty good goat. You know, the adding his name to the to the TD pass, TD reception, TD rush uh, list. Obviously, hey, by the way, is that a, is it an overall goat? Um, of the week that the NFL now is out of the four major sports the last. But, I mean, there's never been literally a trade deadline like what we just saw in the NFL. And this has been on the rise for the last five or ten years. There were never trades. Herschel Walker was it was noteworthy because it was so, so anomalous. Um, do you think this is exciting? Is this fun for you that there, that there are so many trades here swinging the fortunes of pro football I, teams? I mean, it, I, it is fun to see teams going for it, you know, and and then and then teams who are going nowhere being able to salvage something for the future, you know. Uh, I mean, I do think it's funny, and we'll get to it in picks because you know that that signal to the locker room of like, oh, we're quitting. Oh, do I still have to come to work? Yeah, no, 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 no. You have to come and play your hardest. But the front office has already punted on this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to go bash my brains in for the remainder of the season, even though we're trying to lose i guess now like that's that part is rough um but uh the 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 part where you know you're adding a hawkinson you're adding uh, a robert quinn you're adding a roquan smith i mean you know those are the teams that are like oh, we think we can win the super bowl you're, you know bradley chubb i mean it's exciting right i think that anybody who has decided because the bills are so mighty that they or the Chiefs are a lock. And I can absolutely see the the frame of mind that would allow you to think, well, it's, it's down to the, the Ravens are a huge factor. And given their schedule that they have left, they might end up with the number one seed in the AFC. The other team that I'm circling is the Miami Dolphins now. They have slipped through the cracks because of the whole Tua, uh, you know, concussion thing. Um, so we, we, we don't have the sense I think that we otherwise would, which is that they are an unstoppable offense, but because of the Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson interruption that got sideways on our head, they remain legit, you know, and by the way, they also have that head to head win against the Bills, So it's not a wrap, even on the division, they're probably the bills going to win it. But even the, I think the dolphins have a real shot here, especially with Bradley Chubb now plugged in there. And it is interesting because if you're the bills, you're like, wait a minute, these teams are going for it. Don't they know, don't they know how much better we are? Like, like it's, it's a little, uh, it's a, it's a good challenge. So I'm very excited by the moves. Um, my bad goat though, I've got a, I've got a whole slew of bad goats I want to get through. First of all, I don't know how your tele, your phones were blowing up, you know, how people were reacting. So the Eddie Pinheiro, uh, like it's just like you, you know, the the violence that was wished upon this guy from gamblers, you know, terrible, terrible stuff, you know. And so Eddie Pinheiro seemed to be getting the bulk of the hate and and the bad goat. But I will say this: um, none of us could make a forty eight yard extra point. None, most of us couldn't even make the chip shot that he missed. But all of us could keep our helmet on in the end zone. We could all perform the athletic feat of keeping your helmet on. So I know that DJ Moore was included in the story, but to me, it's like he's much more of a bad goat than, than the kicker who had to try to do something. Like all you had to do is not be a jackass 
<laughs> a rule that we've seen a million times. Like, really? You're the last guy on planet Earth who doesn't know you can't do this uh, in this moment where you need to convert this extra point. So, DJ- And by the way, I, I want to say, I know you're not up on Mount Pius about this. I, I'm sure you agree that the rule is is asinine, but you also know it exists. So what are you going to do? Such a dumb rule. Who cares? Yeah. You can now you can, you can choreograph a celebration with the bowling or the rodeo, you know, you can, you can do a Broadway show in the end zone, but if you take your helmet off, well, that's out. That's out of control. You know, what's a weird one is in the movie, the untouchables and in real life. Um, Do you think you would have abided by the laws of prohibition? Because I think I always think like, well, listen, if it's a law, what, what do you want me to do? I guess I violated some other minor laws along the way. I think <laughs> I, I was going to say, we, I'd have, still- we have a pretty good litmus test for whether or not we would have violated <laughs> yes, that. That's true. But, but yeah. yeah, I would have been in the speakeasy, spending an elbow. Would you? Uh, well, if that controlled substance is illegal, would you ever? Of course, I would have been drinking with everybody else who was drinking. I mean, did consumption of alcohol go down at all? That's the question. Like they made it illegal and uh, and everybody kept drinking. Uh, it is my- funny, though, that the entire movie is is based around uh, the virtue and the skill of uh, Elliot Ness and um, whatever Sean Connery's character's name was. <laughs> but, but like it would be like, hey, lighten up, squares. I just want to just want to get a belt or three. That's all. Mind your own business, would you? Anyway, the Vol- continue. The Volstead Act. You guys, you're like hench with candy. Don't you want to have any fun? Uh, so, so my second goat, and then leading to the to the my my big goat, but my bad goat. So second bad goat. You know, I, I mean, this happens. I mean, you're you're good at fantasy football, so you're you're like you're enraged to get kicked out of the league. But like, you know, every year I get deeper into this. What are we doing with our lives? Thing, and this year, like the bad goat that is fantasy football. Okay. So whether you were in an auction draft or a snake draft, right? Let's say you're in a snake draft and they jumble up the tiles or they do, they wrote, they do, they figure out the draft order and you get the number one pick. You win the number one pick in your fantasy football draft. You don't know it, but your fantasy football season is over. Your season is over immediately upon getting the number one overall pick because everybody with the number one overall pick took Jonathan Taylor. Everybody took Jonathan Taylor. Everybody, uh, he was the most expensive player in every league. Everybody. So it's like, hey, how's fantasy football going for you? Two and six, one and seven. Like, yeah, you spent 65 of your 200 imaginary dollars on this guy who scored 20 touchdowns last year and lost two fumbles. Well, this year he scored one touchdown and lost two fumbles and he's dinged again and he got hurt in practice. And it's like, you know, we always say uh, on this podcast, bet the unders, bet the running back unders, unders, unders. And it's like, that's why fantasy football is stupid. Like, hey, did your running back get hurt? No, my guy's fine. Oh, my guy got hurt and he's and 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 his team stinks and my season's over. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? So fantasy football, just a general bad goat for all the I did, a source a source whispered to me recently that uh that the henchmen are in fact two and six. Two and six. <laughs> the the, the, uh, the Taylor Swift backfield that we were high-fiving about. Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. How these guys let us get both of these guys? Can oh I tell you God. something? You know what? We you know might what? go thirteen and zero. In the spirit, in the spirit of no jive and and being an open book and unbuckling my belt and unzipping my pants and and dropping it for all the world to see oh, the wow. full truth here. The full Yikes. truth. I put together our fantasy football league for my family. You know, my my even the. The aged, the octogenarian parents, they have a team. My sister has a team. My little kids have teams. I have won one game. I'm in last place. (laughs) (laughs) And, and this, I I could, you would never know the difference if I said like, oh yeah, but I'm, I'm just trying to help the kids out. I don't care about my team. No, no, I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) I'm one in whatever, one in seven or whatever. One thing thing I'm, I'm confident in. Mo Damashek not going to lose that trophy. She'll treat it with the care <laughs> and respect that it deserves. Okay, she might Here's beat my, she I, might beat the old man with it though. So that's third, same place. My third bad goat, and 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 this is this is a public service message. Okay, I don't know if Sal's complained about it since he got back from his, but both of us had fall wedding 
fall weddings are the bad goat of bad goats. Like people like, like we want, we really want you to come witness our nuptials. Like this is a community, you know, we, we love you. You're part of the family. Come. And I'm like, do you, you couldn't do this in June? Like, uh, uh, like what I don't understand, like that nobody knows, like you are blowing out an entire NFL Sunday when you have a Saturday wedding on the East coast, like, it's impossible to get home to get your kids to school Halloween morning if you're in New York for a wedding and you're just watching all the non-football fans not giving an F about what they're doing to your Sunday. It's like, come on, elope, elope. It's, elope. it's so spaghetti, please. If you if you hear nothing else that we're telling you, listen, we're, we're older than you. We've lived more. Elope. Do it for everybody. Do it for your sake. Do it for the family's sake. And let me say one thing that's gotten even worse, Hedge. Yes, the fall we it's become like a bit though. It's like it's so rote now to be to be like a fall weddings. People are like, ha, 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 I hear you on the fall. Anyway, we'll see you October twenty. No, no, no. I, I'm not joking around. Don't do it. Nobody wants to be there. But what's even worse now? Destination weddings. Who? I mean, how how big a narcissist can you be? To ask me to travel, not for a vacation, but to celebrate you. Imagine if I did that, but it wasn't part of like, it's about my union to to my soulmate for the rest of my life. No, it was just like, I just think you should all come out and celebrate me. Like, But yeah, it'll cost you, it'll cost you a couple few thousand to do it for the weekend, but I think I'm worth it. it it's so outrageous. Grim. I don't know, like nobody understands this part. Like you're basically, you're saying my celebration in Greece should be a hardship for my friends. And it should also be a measure of who amongst my friends is financially qualified to continue to be my friend. It's like a <laughs> membership fee. It's like, it's like an $8,000 membership fee. And as somebody who's been lucky and has ascended into that stratosphere where I can attend a wedding anywhere in the world, I don't want Wait, people to right. out. I don't want people left out. I don't want people to feel like, oh, gosh, I'd love to be there. But Turks and Caicos, it's a little it's a little out of my price range. So I agree. I agree. Luxury hotels. Like a, I mean, and then you're the heel if you stay at the at the, uh, at the best Western. Because, like, I, I mean, like the, the five star, the, the place yeah. that's uh, seven ninety nine a night. I got to do two nights at minimum there. Like, no, no, no. We got you if you're part of the wedding party. We we, we got you a forty dollar knockout, or we get the, you get a free buffet. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Uh, Spaghetti and I are going to be bunking together at the Motel Six on the edge of town, <laughs> sleeping in the same bed. No, I agree. It's so crazy, and I don't think they realize you. You know, you know, because they can afford it. So then, a lot of people who can afford things go. Well, this is how everybody lives, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. a funny story on that. Is I I was on a flight. Uh, many, many years ago, I was actually flying to write on the ESPY Awards when they were at Radio City Music Hall. And so I'm flying uh, business class. So I'm in that I was in that little area between the, the haves and the have nots. I'm in that that airplane purgatory. And mm-hmm. Mary Tyler Moore is in the is in first class. And so <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore, we all go to the baggage carousel. Mile high even, club. Because because even if you uh, she got spunk, uh, even if you. Even if you fly, she class, does. You, you still have to get your you have to get your Louis Vuitton, you know. And so for whatever reason, um, Mary Tyler Moore and I are the last two people standing at the carousel. No, no bags, no luggage for us. And she just turns to me. And I remember I had this champion sweatshirt that I really liked, even though it had a it had a crazy chocolate stain right down the sternum. Just a chocolate. And I'm like, well, I still comfortable. Grown what are you, you know, doing? I wasn't that grown. But so she looks at me with my chocolate stain and my sweatshirt and she goes, uh, looks like we're going to be looks like like you and me are going to be taking the uh, credit card to Barney's in the morning. I'm like, do I look like I go to Barney's for my chocolate stained sweatshirts? Like what? But it was like it was that thing of like, oh, right. You've been so rich for so long that you assume, well, we've all made it. We've all made it, struck it rich, right? Uh, you know, it's like, she's just like, everybody goes to Barney's with their credit card when they, when they, uh, when their <laughs> bags don't come off the carousel. It's like, all it's right. her version of the five and dime. Uh, wow. Meaty, 
Goat and goats for Kevin Hench. Eddie Spaghetti, take it away. And do not be shy if you want to make Kevin Hench a goat for reminding everybody how deep his pockets are all the time. Have at it. I no, I I actually cannot agree with you guys more about the wedding stuff. I I've, I'm at the age now where I'm getting slammed by all that, so this is like music to my ears because I'm I'm total in alignment. But uh, I'll go through mine really really quick. Uh, mine are both teams for my goat and goat. My bad goat. I'm going to start with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, New York City's second basketball team, and the team that has dealt with some of the most insane negative PR for a you know few months now. And obviously it begins with the Kevin Durant wants to leave Kyrie potentially too. They convince Kyrie to stay. Kevin Durant basically loses the battle versus Joe Sy, the owner, which we rarely see in, especially in the NBA is where an owner actually wins and doesn't uh, you know succumb to the demands of the player. So Durant stays, they got that dealt with that. Obviously Kyrie's been pretty outspoken about numerous things the uh, last year plus. And, you know, that continues now again with some recent insane comments and they think the best case scenario is to then now fire Steve Nash, who I said this on um, making fun of sports, but he reminds me of like the chaperone who is trying to corral the kids at like the ball pit and like the Chuck E. Cheese, just like just so much chaos going on. And they fire this guy who has a great basketball IQ and I'm sure he'll go elsewhere and be a, a great NBA head coach. And then their decision to bring in a coach that was, yes, he brought his team to the NBA Finals, and he's uh, probably a great basketball coach, but Ime Aduka is dealing with some crazy off-the-court stuff that we don't have the full details with. And then somehow the Nets think, like, this is the smartest thing to do. You should be hiring the most vanilla, boring, basic head coach that brings does not ruffle any feathers because your team right now is reeling with all these issues. Fi- and- but the problem is they're firing that guy. But yeah, well, that's yeah, true. <laughs> Steve Nash is that. And they're firing him to bring in someone who's going to make waves. And yes, their goal is to win an NBA title, but I just don't see it happening. So that is pretty moronic. Uh, and that's why. Well, I by the way, I do, I do think it's worth pointing out. I know I keep revisiting the Russell Wilson thing, but I, I, I'm, I, I am stunned that there is so much hate being directed at him because he's a nerd. Apparently that's what it is. And I guess maybe he's a self-centered one and didn't give out as much credit and he's inaccessible to his teammates and he should be more one of the guys and everything else. But that's a pretty big misdemeanor spiritually versus Kyrie Irving announcing in the year of the Lord 2022 that he's an anti-Semite. And now they're hiring a coach who like, I still not exactly clear what went on. In Boston with Udoku, but it must have been pretty ugly stuff. And now the Nets, are without batting an eye, we'll take them. Well, I mean, this is, is a mess. It's so crazy um, on so many fronts. First of all, while I was taking a break, you know, when when the uh, the Bruins without uh, McAvoy and David Krejci overcoming a three goal deficit and beating the Penguins Tuesday night, when that we didn't have our best defenseman. When, How about when, that? When he that was sick. Went, when I went to commercial, I would pop over to Bulls Nets uh, to, you know, Tuesday night on TNT. And I tune in, and I think Royce O'Neal has like just hit a three, and it's 89-88, and it's it's a barn burner in the fourth quarter. And then and they're and they're and they're pointing at the Bulls bench. I'm like, I hate the Nets so much. I hate Kyrie so much. I've I mean, I've hated him for so long. I'm glad everyone else is finally figuring it out with this 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 scumbag so uh and charles barkley and Shaq both with great stuff on on tnt about this bad guy kyrie irving um so so i'm like oh i'll watch a, a few possessions of this zach levine just destroys the nets outscores them in the fourth quarter um by himself and i think kyrie was levine two- dominating kyrie take yeah. that man want to be an anti-semite so so two I think Kyrie was two for 12. Obviously, he never plays defense and never will. So it's like this weird thing of like, um, well, there's been a lot of talk about Ime Odoka and what should the punishment be, which is hard to talk about when we don't know what the crime slash violation was. But whatever he did, the punishment is now coaching Kyrie Irving. That is like, I don't. Did he kill somebody? Because this punishment of having to coach this this piece of s like who doesn't play defense is not a good teammate is not a good person. Like Udoka is going to be like, how did I get here? I was in the NBA Finals with with Tatum and Jalen Brown. 
just a few months ago. And now I'm coaching this beating, guy. The, beating these guys. Right. Uh, oh my God. But I would say, and I like, look, I, I don't know. Are we, are we obliged for an explanation? But I do feel like it's like, okay, if it was consensual, um, then that's between those people. If it was non-consensual, obviously he has to be fired. So you can't just go like, hey, you well, had it would no- also be a criminal matter, wouldn't right. it? You had, so you had a non-consensual situation and we're going to suspend you for a year? No, obviously he would have to be fired that morning. So it's somewhere in the gray penumbra in between those two, those two things. The, Brad Stevens is talking about the women in the office are crying, like what, what they're crying when they hear about it. And it's like, it's all dark, not good, um, but also like not bad enough to fire and not bad enough for the Nets who have their own problems to go, ah, maybe we look one step further. Uh, so yeah, it remains a mystery, but it definitely doesn't seem, maybe it's like the Nets. It does feel almost like major league, right? Okay. We've alienated a huge part of the Brooklyn community by having this anti-Semite on the team. How can we get rid of all of our female fans? Oh, hire this guy. Like, it's like it touched. Are you trying, are you trying to relocate back to New Jersey? A grittier, darker major league about the NBA, the, the Brooklyn Nets, yes. Right, uh, continue, Spaghetti. Good go. So my good go now, um, another team is the Philadelphia Phillies. You guys talked about the World Series. I'm just picking them out of spite. I hate the Astros. They beat my Yankees. But uh, I mentioned this. I'm pretty sure it was here. But, I, you know, the Astros only won the one World Series in 2017. And now, you know, if they go down, you know, they're obviously the Phillies winning game three. They blew them out. If they lose this World Series, like, I think it really damages them even further because now you're just like, oh, you only won that one because of the cheating. Um, this also makes it selfishly makes the Yankees offseason maybe a little bit better because it's not the Astros winning shoved in your face. The National League team won, not your division. So you feel a little bit better about that. But um, and this is not a I don't love the city of Philadelphia for obvious reasons. I root for the Rangers and the Giants. But uh, this is not a hateable Phillies team. I really came out of nowhere. So I'm fine with them winning. And uh, I just anyone versus the Astros, I'm going to root for. So they're doing a good job right now by getting ahead and winning uh, two out of the first three games. Um, I, I, I think that's noble of you. You're really growing up. Eddie spaghetti right before <laughs> it's our just, eyes. It's all it's all testament to how much we all hate the Astros. Yeah, but I, I also say, you know, I celebrate them all the time. Underdogs are great. Bryce Harper has the weight of the world on his shoulders and he's stepping up to the plate in the fall classic after what he did to send the Phillies to the World Series. He hits that home run. It's it's a, it's a lot of fun to to watch even though, you know, it's hard for me to summon uh, positive emotions for any Philadelphia based team. All right, my goat and goats, and then we're going to get into our best bets of the weekend. Um, didn't care for what the Bruins did to, uh, to the Penguins, but that's rear view mirror stuff. My goat of the week is the aforementioned Thanksgiving. And in part, because I don't understand when people complain about like, man, Turkey's not the best meat. All right, quiet down, just deep fried. It'll taste good. Mashed potatoes, gravy, of course, stuffing, annual reminder, going to be saying this a lot this month i don't know why stuffing has been relegated to once a year when it's a delicious side dish i wanted 365 on restaurant menus across the land but also the other part of it is is that football is built into the holiday what are we complaining about the quality of the games usually have you taken a look have you taken an update since the season started our trio of games on thanksgiving when we gather around Bills in Detroit. That's a fun one. At least, you know, Detroit on the offensive side should make it semi-entertaining. I don't think it's going to be 48 to 3, right? So that's your that's your warm-up game. Then the Giants at the Cowboys has legit meaning for both sides. No matter what happens between now and then, both teams will be playing for something. That's pretty rare. And then the nightcap is the Patriots, the resurgent Patriots against the Minnesota Vikings, who are Perhaps by the time we're watching this one, they might be then the the number one seed in the NFC. So a dandy array of games. And that brings me back to the Buffalo Bills who get a shout out as being a goat for revealing their plans for a brand new stadium. And it's outdoors. 
Oh, thank goodness. Yes, the fans will be covered. But more importantly, the players will be exposed to the elements when the snow falls. The Buffalo Bills will have their home field advantage. It's really great when you think about it. I know they love to sling it to Stephon Diggs and beyond. But in a, in a frigid game in January, that's going to be a home field advantage for that team. You want Von Miller and, uh, and Ed Oliver coming down on you if you're the opposing quarterback. If you're a defender, do you want Josh Allen trying to truck you? Of course it should be outdoors if you're a northern team. And that brings me to my goat of the week. I don't know what you're doing, Vikings. I don't know what you're up to, Lions. The Bears are now following your lead. you got to dome the stadium. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It was too hot down in Miami for that. What are we doing? Do we just want sameness? Do we want every game to look like an arena bowl game, an arena football game, which is to say you can't tell where the game's being played, what time of the year it is? That's intrinsic to my enjoyment of football as somebody who uses my eyes to look at it and enjoy the aesthetics of football. That is a distinguishing feature versus, let's say, basketball. There's a sameness to basketball that drops it a notch for this aesthete Football, thank goodness for the Bills. Shame on the rest of you. You're all jerks. Taste the blaster. Beer, beer, beer. I totally agree. It's like when you, when we, because we grew up with John Facenda, right? And it's like, now it's like, you know what? Just get anybody to do the VO. It doesn't matter because it's all cookie cutter. Who cares? There's no frozen tundra. Uh, You hear that? You hear that crap? And it's always like that weird, cheapo. It's like, um, uh, well, yeah, what's it called? Uh, Muzak in the elevators. It's it's like the Muzak version of EDM that pumps through the stadiums, and you hear it when you're watching the primetime games, like boom, 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 like first down, like what the, what, the, what the hell did what did this turn into? When did we regress to chasing what uh, what Arena Ball 1994 looked like? Bizarre choice, NFL. I don't care for it. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Hey, listen up, sports fan. This message is for you. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CZRFULL and place your first bet. If you win, muzzle tough. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the lengthy, responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and over, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or our nation's capital. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT. Step, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY, Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Okay, let's get into our best bet, shall we? I'm going to rip through my college football ones. TCU laying nine and a half. This is the team people are just not talking nearly enough about in the chase for the Final Four. Penn State, Indiana, over 53 and a half. Stunning that that number's so low. Almost fishy. I told you I'm taking Georgia. Tennessee and Georgia, this is a stinker pick, but I'm going to go under the 66 there. We talked to Andy Staples about it. I think Georgia has the ability to grind Tennessee a little bit. I think that what is going to win the game for them isn't that what what goes on in our mind is like that unstoppable Tennessee offense against the mighty Georgia defense. Georgia is a great offense too. I think I I think they're going to win by 10 or more there. I also think the scores would be a little more depressed than you might expect. LSU plus 13, Clemson and Notre Dame under 47 and a half, Mississippi State lay in 13 and Cal USC over 59. With that being said, Hench, give us a pick you want to uh, highlight here just, for this just upcoming to, weekend. Just to be contrarian, uh, listening to you, it's like if you think the game is going to be a little lower scoring, I know. that makes the eight, eight and a half bigger as a proportion of the total points scored. So I'm guessing the number one team in the nation has never been getting this many points. That's my just my guess. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Wonder if that could be true. The number one team in the nation ever in history. You're saying? Oh, that's a great now. question. You're the number one team in the nation. You're getting eight and a half. That seems nuts to me. So I'll just jump on Tennessee for fun. Um, also, I, I did. I do feel like uh, Notre Dame maybe turned a corner. I know it's only three and a half according to Spaghetti's uh, email, but I I'm not crazy about that Clemson team, and uh, and I will be I will be pulling for Spaghetti's. Irish plus three and a half on the NFL side. You know, it's funny last week. I, I didn't follow my own rule. Right. So we were talking about all these trades and, and I had a bad week last week. I'm kicking myself. So the, the locker room that gets told we are going for it gets a jolt and the locker room that gets told we are not trying gets depressed. That's how the trades work. Right. So, Mm -hmm. Um, when the, so the Eagles got Robert Quinn and it's like, they're, they're undefeated. They're already. And I was like, I, I took those, I took the Steelers in the points and I'm like, no, the Eagles are supercharged. They're going for it. That was dumb. The other side, spaghetti, you mean spaghetti texted a lot about this. I'm like, I don't know. Dumping your first round pick Kadarius Tony for a third and a sixth when, David Sills is out there running pass patterns, tells me you think the six and one is a mirage. You don't think you're a contender to win the Super Bowl. And that's can't be great for the locker room. Like, and so, but I took the Giants anyway against the Seahawks. And so I was kicking myself for my bad Sunday. So uh, with that in mind, you are, by the way, uh, quick promotion, get over to extrapoints.com, play, get into the arcade and play the NFL pick them with us and against us. If I'm not mistaken, I think Hench is now tied for the overall lead in the staff. The extra with points. Uh, Harry, Harry and I, I, I bled last week. I got caught. Um, but t- with that logic, um, Vikings only giving three and a half at the commander's uh, you know, the Hawkinson thing is like, that's, this is the rule. We are going for it. And they, they gave up a ninth, I think a second and a third, like that's a, that's pretty pricey, but they, you know, Irv Smith is hurt. They needed the piece. They're like, we're going for it. We do believe 
we're a true, we, we think this team can win and we're going for it. And that number seems kind of small. I, I know Heineke keeps pulling rabbits out of his hat and, 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 and Terry McLaurin won the 50 50 ball against Stefan Gilmore. Just the more data that Belichick knows exactly when to part ways with guys as Stefan Gilmore and JC Jackson, who I know is hurt, but wasn't very good before he got Look hurt. He's coming back around spaghetti. Look who's oh, starting to respect his old friend again. It's a, it's a big apology, but the two, the two numbers, uh, I really jumped out at me in spaghetti. So wait a second. So you're going Vikes, Vikes. in DC? Yeah. Um, I wonder what the news about Dan Snyder is. And I, I, you know what? I can't even tell. It says they're looking, they're exploring all possibilities. So all uh, uh, longtime Washington football fans are excited about this. I, I don't see an indication clear cut that he's definitely looking to, to get rid of the team. I wonder how that impacts things. The thing is, there's been this ugly cloud over them for the last month and they've ripped off four in a row and now they get chase young back and the thing that people are not talking about is brian robinson makes a difference for them he's a he's a real banger for them i don't think that number's that crazy as a matter of fact dc DC getting three and a half at home i'm with you with the vikes but that one doesn't stand out to me as fishy on any level uh the two and then the two numbers in the totals that stand out to me it's like uh the ravens and saints the number's 48 the Saints are coming off a shutout where we definitely could have added the Raiders to our bad goat. Didn't get across midfield till there were two minutes left in the game. So that Saints defense and back when I picked the Saints to win that division, it was based largely on Dennis Allen's defense that is now playing uh, uh, like like I thought they would. So they're coming off a shutout. The Ravens defense has been getting better and better and better since that collapse against the Dolphins. And they added Roquan Smith. 48 seems way too high for that game. I like the under and then another under that I like that I'll just I just stay on these unders until it doesn't cash. But um, Patriots Colts, 39 and a half. Uh, Jonathan Taylor just got hurt in practice again. Uh, they dealt uh, Himes to the to the Bills. Uh, Mac Jones is uh, is fine. But like, you know, this game, these teams are not going to score a bunch of touchdowns. It's, it's going to be 17, 13. So, so those two unders to me are the thing that jump, jump off the board the most. Um, I, the, the one, one of the ones that I have circled as my favorite plays of Sunday, or I guess, uh, I should say Monday night included in, in this week of pro football games with you a hundred percent on Baltimore and new Orleans. I see it at 48. Um, so I'm going under there. Seattle, Arizona, on the other hand, I'm going over 50 on that one. I know that the Seahawks defense is, is coming on there, but I do think that we see a, an NFC West shootout in that one. I am on the Vikes, um, uh, laying the three and a half. And to your point about the vibes in the two locker rooms, Miami and Chicago over 44. And obviously I expect two and company to do the heavy lifting on this one, but Justin Fields is, and they're getting just enough there. They're going to put some points up there. It's going to be um, a, a, a gut punched crowd though. You would think right in Chicago as they're watching this one. So as long as it's not frigid or bizarre Chicago weather, I think Tua and company go in there and put them on and remind everybody I feel like I'm in on a train a little bit that everybody hasn't jumped on yet because they forgot how the season started with uh, with these Dolphins. But And then I think it's informed by what they saw two Sunday nights ago against the Steelers, but Tua was still getting back up to speed there. I think you throw that game out as well. When he's right, that that offense has just been plumb unstoppable. I don't think the Robert Quinn – and Roquan Smithless Bears defense is going to put up much resistance there. And so um, you like the you like the over too in that. I game. like the over, and I like the Dolphins laying yeah. four. Um, and I, I, sort of quietly, well, not that quietly. If you were a, the Patriots fan getting trampled, but the, the Bears have run for almost 500 yards the last two weeks. This mm-hmm. this this thing. I mean, the two headed monster at our running back, and then Fields making it a three headed monster. I mean, he's legit, right? I mean, when that guy tucks the ball and goes, he's big and he's fast, and and that offense is not terrible. And so without Roquan Smith, with, without Robert Quinn going against Tua and, and Waddle and Tyreek, it's like 
this does shape up as a, it could be very much like the Cowboys Bears game last week as an over that gets covered very easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any impact from Chase Claypool in his first game over there, but you know, that's an extra piece, I guess, to open things up a little bit for that hey, offense. While we're on this, while we're near this subject, because yeah, I text you guys about this and Sal and the gang and everybody, but like, you know, we've been talking about it. Kind of, I think we were holding out a little bit on Trevor Lawrence. You know, I, you know, we've been saying obviously Micah Parsons would go second overall. Now I'm ready to just say Micah Parsons would be the first overall pick in that draft. Uh, Speaking of first overall picks, the pick Trevor Lawrence threw to end the London game against the Broncos was such an odious, like, like you're like, oh, he might not be good. Like, this is just a throw that cannot be made. And he, he, it's such a terrible throw that a guy with a broken arm and torn ligaments, like he's wearing, he's like, this throw, how bad does your throw have to be to be picked off by a one-armed guy? That so that was so then I really started thinking, um, what what order would those five quarterbacks go in? You know, we all know where Josh Allen goes, right? And Lamar Jackson for that matter, if we if we redraft those those guys. But where and then there's Trey Lance. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, his his name now, if things don't change radically, is gonna be tied to I I, I can't I'm pretending as though um the Lou Brock trade. Who did the who did the Cubs get for that? What was the pitcher's uh, name? Ernie, Ernie Brolio. Bear, see, I knew you. Ah, you're 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 something, Hench. You're a ringer. That's for and sure. And you know what I say though? They're like but it's kind of like that. We don't have to we don't have to change the whole name on the back of the uniform because the BRO is the same. Hmm. Okay. Rock Good. That, that's a, you know what? Going that's forward, I should it. remember that. I won't that's remember it. Maybe Eddie Spaghetti um, will. So let me Good ask tip. you guys. Give but it is like Lance, the, the bounty that the Dolphins have reaped from making that trade is, uh, is pretty severe. And uh, Lynch and Shanahan are going to have well, egg on their face forever. Maybe we'll if, have a, if Trey Lance doesn't arrive next year. Montana Marino uh, Super Bowl rematch, Niners Dolphins. Uh, but you guys give me your uh, right now lightning round redraft. Put those five quarterbacks in order. I, you know, but as I jump into it, I I will also say I mentioned on extra points. We talk this about is the, this is I know. But I say this. You know how they say about Ohio State quarterbacks never work out in the NFL in different you're, positions you're from like different teams. You sound like a politician. I'm just telling you something now. I think we need to start talking about the, the 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 possibility of there being a Clemson QB curse at the NFL level because Taj Boyd didn't work out. Deshaun Watson is a train wreck of of a person, if not a football player. And now this Trevor Lawrence one, you want to take DJU? Go ahead and roll the dice maybe in the third round. I wouldn't do it before that given the track record of uh, Dabo's signal callers. I'm going to go um, – I mean, I, it's not my answer isn't fun. I'm still going to put Trevor Lawrence one because I'm not in love with any of the guys behind him. Spaghetti, how say you? Just a, I, 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 I mean, Lawrence one. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up figuring things out. But just for the sake of the pod, to be a little more fun, um, I I'll prorate and say that Justin Fields figures things out. I correct, think. yeah, correct, I correct think answer. It's Justin Fields. He's going to be a very good NFL player. I, I Listen, I'm not backing off of – I've been in on Justin Fields since he was at Ohio State. I like him. I do think that that elongated throwing motion puts him a tick below Trevor Lawrence in my book. But, yeah, if Trevor Lawrence is just throwing those dreadful kind of picks like he threw over there in the U.K., then – I'm not excited about any of them. And, and, and now, now what if Kenny Pickett doesn't work out? And he's the only one so far that's barely even – I mean, Malik Willis has been out there, but Bailey Zappi, we're in the midst of a of a, a downturn. Damashek's um, well, QB saturation Wilson, is taking a hit here. Zach Wilson may fall to five out of those. Oh, Zach five. Wilson, I'm forgetting, right. You know, Zach Wilson, so you're looking – so I would go Oof. Fields, Lawrence, I'll give Lance an incomplete – Okay. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. That's the fi- that's the order I would do it in. But I really feel like three years from now, the Bears are going to look great, uh, hmm. even even though he's had to. You know, this learning curve has been difficult without a ton of weapons. But uh, he really looks. I mean, there are these moments, and I mean, he put up really good numbers through the air against the Cowboys too, even though they they ran a ton. Uh, I, I, I spaghetti got it right. Sheck missed it. Okay. 
Next. I, you know, I, I always forget about Zach Wilson and, uh, but Jets fans again, another guy who looked just, just dreadful. Um, the last time we saw him out there really bad. And that's the big one we've been talking about. I thought his performance in Pittsburgh was going to launch him to another level. And with that nice roster around him, they were, this was a feel good story, but since then, yuck. Um, one other uh, bet I want to throw out here is when I see those double-digit numbers in the NFL halfway through the season, I generally balk at them. It's usually a stay away. I like the Chiefs laying 12 and a half here, and I'm just leaning purely on the career-long streak of Andy Reid coming out of a bye. Period. That's it. I know the Titans are good. I know they're a curveball or a knuckleball with, with Derrick Henry. That, talk about one we got wrong. Derrick Henry rolling once again. This is becoming generational stuff as a power back that he is doing this this deep with the number of touches he's had. Still, though, give me the Chiefs at home. And this is, this is I think, a bold pick because the Chiefs have not been great in Arrowhead in 2022, but I'm going to ride with Andy Reid um, coming out of the bye. Spaghetti, how say you? Best um, bets. Before I get to the the NFL ones, there are a few of those, but uh, I will say for for college ball, I I like Tennessee uh, with getting the eight points. I think it'll be a close game, similar to the Bama game. They score a ton of points to Hendon Hooker, lead the nation, I believe. Um, I, I just think they'll keep it close. I'm not sure if they'll win this game, but they'll they'll, they'll definitely keep it close. I don't know what the the history is on this. Uh, come November, when they name the four play, you know the the top four seeds of the playoffs. But Clemson only laying three or, you know, field goal and a half. I know I get they're on the road, but I just feel like that's kind of bizarre, like that they're the number four team in the country. And they're that's that tight with a Notre Dame team who is unranked, uh, has, has looked miserable in certain weeks, like versus Marshall, like versus Stanford. They, you know, they did play Ohio State, a very good team, tough. But and they, they had some quality wins versus Syracuse. But you cannot really name a more up and down team. And I guess it just goes. Oh, I the- agree. And I have to interrupt to say this one, too. Clemson shouldn't be fourth there. I get no. that they're undefeated, but so is TCU sure. and Oregon is laying back there. And there are other teams that deserve it a little bit more. Michigan, Michigan should be yeah. ahead of uh, of Clemson as far as I'm concerned. But what vexes me more than anything else in that top 10 is that Alabama is sitting there at six. Oh, what the hell? I mean, this is what I complain about all the time. They have they, they, they got got at Tennessee and gave up. Almost, they gave halfway to a hundred points up to another team, and they almost lost A and M. They almost lost to Texas. This is this is not a great team. You don't have to honor Nick Saban perennially for past deeds. This is not a banner Alabama team. Now, if they prove me wrong over the next five weeks or so and run themselves undefeated against high end competition, then I'll back up. But right now, why would they be sixth ahead of undefeated team? Make me and, crazy. And I, I, this should have been my bad goat because uh, and, and to help that point. And I, and I agree with you, Shaq. They're, they're putting LSU as the tenth best team in the country. Like I've watched a lot of LSU games for a number of reasons. They're not the tenth best team in the country by any stretch. They're simply putting them there ten, so then Alabama beats them. It helps pad. Alabama's resume in case of Tennessee drops another game or whatever it is to boost them over them or they'll it, it's just it all it, that's my conspiracy for that because it's just Get mapping off Reddit. out Reddit uh, Reddit you guys you sound you sound like you I, I, I mean uh, they're only putting them at 10 to help Alabama they all called each other well it's weird though why would it, why would a team that's lost a game be ranked ahead of an undefeated power five team it's crazy yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. But anyway, that Clemson Notre Dame line is strange. I'm not sure what I feel like yet. But they're clearly going through some issues. You talk about DJU. He's benched multiple times this year. Um, so that that could be a closer game than I real. I know uh, Megan Connolly was saying she thinks they're going to get uh, Notre Dame's going to get housed at home. I, I don't think they're going to get housed. I, I think it's going to be a tight game. But uh, to my NFL bets, uh, we're talking about the big lines and we're talking about Zach Wilson. You know, the Bills right now it's at twelve minus twelve and a half. I just Zach Wilson throwing interceptions, turning the ball over is a huge problem, and he's doing that. I think losing Brees Hall is huge. Uh, I think losing Elijah Vera Tucker is huge. And and Check talks about the uh, the Jenga pieces, and I know that uh, Matt's money Matt money spent a few weeks back was on here talking about how they kind of moved uh, Elijah Vera Tucker from different positions on the offensive line to use him. Like they clearly needed him, and now it's showing how difficult it is to move the ball without Beckton, without Elijah Vera Tucker. And without your explosive running back and Michael Carter and James Robinson are fine pieces, but Zach Wilson just not moving the ball the way he should. He has a rocket arm and you have good receivers. You have Garrett Wilson, you have Elijah Moore, who is obviously causing some issues in the locker room. Um, 
that's a bad recipe versus a Bills team who's on a war path right now, and they go and pick up Naheem Hines to help aid their backfield. So I just think that uh, Buffalo can win that game by two touchdowns, no problem. Um, the other games I like, Check talked a bit about the Dolphins, uh, and we talked about Justin Fields and the Bears. Uh, it's weird to bet against the Bears in a week that Justin Fields looked good, and they did add Chase, Chase Claypool, who I, I like this move more than a lot of people do. Um, they clearly want to add, give him some weapons and make him look better, but I just don't see Justin Fields going touchdown or touchdown with Tua in that offense. Uh, Tyreek Hill is on pace to break the single-season receiving yards record. Like They're going to score like crazy, so I like the Dolphins in that game to win that by at least by a touchdown. They're only giving five right now, last I saw. And uh, the Packers, I can't quit the Packers, but the Packers are getting the Lions. It's a divisional I'm game. With yeah, I see it at three and a half, right? I, I half. have it written down as three, but three and a half is the latest. Yeah, yeah, three and a half. The Lions are firing their um, you know, defensive backs coach. Dan Campbell's seat is scorching hot. Uh, if HBO comes knocking on your door, just deny entry. Don't let HBO come in there and film anything because it seems like it just goes awful for a number of teams that, that do that. They're, uh, DeAndre Swift's banged up. Josh Reynolds is banged up, so no depth there. And uh, it's just the things Hawkinson's are, in Minnesota. And they just lost TJ <laughs> Hawkinson. So to me, the Rodgers and you know also bad goat the Packers front office say what you want about Aaron Rodgers not liking him but it's a disservice what they're doing not getting him any help um the, the guy needs weapons he's not that he, he's it was the MVP last year he still has some good football left in the tank so it's pretty bad what they're doing that, that to me is a little vision I don't love the Vikings um but the, they didn't give him any help but I still think they'll win this game because the Lions are not a very good football team and now a quick break Agreed. And I got to say, on all three of those big numbers, it's funny because I kind of share Sheck's skittishness when I see a double digit. I kind of go stay away. Reflexively, I agree with both of you on the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, and the Jets feel like every single thing went right for them until it didn't, right? Like they were getting every bounce, every break, and making some of those breaks. Uh, and then the Brees Hall injury is like the record scratch oh, it's not going to be a blessed season start to finish. Now things have gone sideways and you've got the juggernaut coming into town. I think that could get out of hand pretty easily. And then the third game on the schedule that fits this definition is Eagles-Texans. I mean, I don't, you know, I know we're not supposed to to, to bet teasers, but three-team teaser, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs. I agree with that. Yep. Come on. I know. I'm going to float that one to, to Cousin Sal next week, Kibitz, and I'll get back to you with his his answer on that. He's the king of the teasers, as you know. Um, I have to make it official very quickly, too. Falcons, I, you know what? I announced it. I got to live it, right? I got to take the Falcons plus the three at home with the Chargers coming off the bye here. That's it. I told you we were done, Chargers. I, I let you down nice and easy, and this is what happens, which, by the way, means you're going to win. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think you're right. real dollars on that, but I do have to announce it at least. I think you're right about being wrong um, okay. that I have also divorced the Chargers. We did that in a ceremony together, you and mm. I, you, me and uh, and 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 Bosa and J.C. Jackson had a ceremony. Mm-hmm. On injured, we're all four of us are on It was kind of nice, like it was low key, but the candles. I thought it made it feel like it uh, it meant something that's to everybody a, there. That's a I, I really felt good about two two LA teams back to back years. Um, but I think the Falcons showed how truly wretched they are against the Panthers. I mean that PJ Walker is strafing you like I get it but I think if you survive a game in the NFL then you start to feel good the big takeaway is for pro football players is like hey we're we're kind of putting something together we're in first place here the fact that we talked about it earlier in the week but that the fact that the Bucks are still the favorite to win the the NFC South is is weird stuff I say put sprinkle something pick one of those other three teams and you might uh wind up making uh, uh getting a nice little I, I payoff in against you know, old man Brady. coming off a bye versus a, a team that got lucky in overtime uh I'll, well I'll, don't bet on pj walker i take that back bet on one of the other two teams i mean that's a, that that there it is your bum division of uh nfl 2022 the nfc south uh speaking of bum teams the pittsburgh Steelers sitting there at two and six get in now i'm gonna say it again i know the sky is falling if tj watt had been in there they'd be three and five or four and four 
that's rear view mirror. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they are going to get over five and a half. It's plus 100 right now. Get something on that one and celebrate your Christmas with a little uh, extra loot in your uh, in your deep pockets there, Pittsburgh. Hey, speaking about that Steelers defense. Uh, yeah, I like the William that, Jackson ad too, by the that, way. That game was on in the airport, but like you don't see Minka Fitzpatrick like eat and make mistakes like what like it was weird right it's like what is happening he's it in was position right right it was it was uncomfortable it was like ooh, ooh geez 39 what what were you seeing there that was that that was bizarre and i mean that was a, a pretty dark moment for a pittsburgh sports fan when aj brown is wagging his finger at minka <laughs> fitzpatrick and uh akello witherspoon on the ground and they were both uh, posed like dogs. It was, oh, dark stuff, dark stuff. I'd like to say let's go pens, but that's not going well either. When do pitchers and catchers report? I don't know. I'm sick. That's it. Now I'm upset. I'm I'm falling back into a dark place. It was All a good right, time listen, up until we then. Did, we don't have time this week because I got to go. But um, we by next week, we should see where Crosby, Panarin, and Pasternak are. Oh, in yeah. Point standing. And then we'll get a little minus three uh, bet going. 87 still looks good, no matter what else. 87, and you know what? Even you know 71 what? in the offensive zone. 87 does look good, but 88 looks a little better. Oh, he does not. Stop it. You know who does look good? Ricky Rick. 91? That, that, he's for real. All right, it's enough. I don't want to get sucked back into sports conversation here. I just told you I'm done with it. We will, though, resume with the hot sports talk on the other side of the weekend to break down what we just saw and make sense of it for you and then make some picks for the upcoming sports week. Until then, for Kevin Hench and Eddie Spaghetti and everybody at the Extra Points Network, I already mentioned ExtraPoints.com. Get in there on the arcade. Play against us with us on the NFL Pick'em. Check out all the great shows there. There are a bounty of them for your ears, your hearts, your guts, and beyond. Enjoy them all and enjoy your weekend. And until next week, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.